Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Leo, can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And Josh Widdicombe. Josh Cullinane. Josh? Josh Widdicombe. Josh Widdicombe. Good boy! Rob Beckett. And? Josh there we go that was an epic wasn't it dear rob and josh this is my two and a half year old leo who loves saying your names i've got some thoughts on the on the clip though as well josh i'd like to share after okay thank you for providing us weekly parenting entertainment for our sanity it's so great and comforting to hear that everyone else finds parenting challenging as well please don't ever quit the podcast from wing and anthony lynch bista wing wing her name's Wing. Her name's Wing. That's a cool That's name. That's a cool it? name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I love that. I thought the kid did it really well. It was very cute. Lovely mum energy of like, oh, say it like that. Get the fucking radio off. Unbelievable. The radio's on in the background in a come big echoey. Guys, it sounded on. like a big kitchen. Bista, yeah. bit of money. Bista Village. Yeah, Wing and I reckon they've got dollar. Absolutely earning. She can't be bothered to turn the radio off. It's too far over in the corner of her massive kitchen. Bifold doors rattling off the windows. Oh, no. I know. I can hear it, Josh. I can yeah. hear the money in that clip. Oh, that's good to know. It's good to know that, you know, advertisers listening, that's the kind of people we have listening to us. Oh, so, wing is rolling in it. Yeah. Get your products promoted. Mercedes. Swatch. Swatch is the Swatch. Swatch. <laughs> Swatch. 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 Swatch is like mid to sort of what was quite the one fairly. I meant? Rolex. What, watch. Rolex. Rolex, yeah. Rolex is a bit swatch. more. <laughs> swatch. <laughs> swatch, what? Get your swatch. What? You kind of. If you, you listen know to this big podcast. swatches people used to put on the wall. Those big plastic models of a swatch watch in the 90s. Well, they do that. You know, Rolex is, you know, Rolexes are really expensive. Yeah, you have that. That's what I in, air, in airports, Rolex sponsors like the time. You know, they sometimes have the massive Rolex clock yeah. in airports. I sort of think, well, how much is that one worth? <laughs> Look at the size of it. <laughs> the little ones are at 10 grand. Look at that. Must be worth £100,000. Big giant oh, watch. Word. Yeah, you can get a oh, swatch dear. for that price. You good? You're good, Josh? I'm all right. You, I, yeah. I, I've got nothing You're to You're vibing. Pour. Yeah. Correspondence? Should we do some correspondence? It's only the little intro, isn't it, this one? Yeah, it's not it's a long one. the little intro. What kind of correspondence are you looking for, Rob? Um, Boomer, funny things kids say. Uh, um, what's this one? More tired than Josh. Hi, Robin Josh. Recently, I sat down with my husband and one-year-old for a breakfast of scrambled eggs. After seasoning with a grind of black pepper, I commented that the pepper had been looking a bit off-colour lately. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> my husband agreed and we began discussing whether it was an issue with the grinder. A few mouthful later, I noticed <laughs> that the pepper... It's a shit-boring married conversation, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is up with this pepper grinder? few mouthfuls now, I noticed that the peppercorn on my fork looked a bit like a lentil. And some further investigation, it became clear that our grinder was in fact full of dried green lentils. <laughs> it turned out that my husband had cleaned out the old pepper refill pot and put lentils in the shaker toy for our son. At some point, this pot had re-entered the cupboard and been used to fill the grinder. 
It's unclear how long that we'd been grinding raw lentils onto our food before noticing. <laughs> we can only blame our year of sleep deprivation. We take comfort in the fact that Josh seems to be through this phase. Cross your fingers for us. Happy New Year and thanks for keeping us entertained. All the best, Heather, Stu and Flynn. Do, do we think we provide hope, Josh? I don't know if that's because the case. we the other week we were doing de- recommendations for podcast for, for 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 documentaries. Yeah. We didn't watch documentaries for three years. No, exactly, exactly. We do we bring hope. hope. We're like the Statue of Liberty and the listeners of France, exactly, or America or New York, or however that works. Yeah, um, there's a bit of an issue in my house regarding the pepper grinder, Rob. Yeah, go on. Whatever I cook, yeah. whatever I cook. And however much I season it, when I pass it to Rose, she'll just go straight and put salt and pepper on it without even tasting it. Oh, that is annoying. And she says, why have you got such a big issue with this? And I don't, I don't know, but I have got a big issue with it. Yes, she because knows. you've seasoned it as a cook. Yeah. And if anyone does want, I, I, even if every single time she took a mouthful, then put salt and pepper on. Which in a way would be more offensive, you'd think. <laughs> yeah, but I'd ex- I think that's better because at least she's gone, no, that is shit. I was right to think it, but I checked. <laughs> now it's time to make it edible. Yeah. What does she do if you did that? Would she care? What? Put salt the- and pepper on it? Yeah. She's been trying to force me into the salt and pepper side for the last 10 years. You're not going to season your dinner? No. Do you think, though, subconsciously, she feels like she does that out of habit and knows it's a bit bad because she's not even tasted it, so she's trying to pull you down with her? I don't know. No, I don't. She totally believes in it as a method. Yeah, but she... it's fundamentally flawed. You must, you must, you must taste the food before you season it. Well, we'll wait until she comes on the show, Rob. We'll have this discussion. <laughs> you, Rob, you've not tried his food. It's always shit. There's no way it doesn't need salt and pepper. Is that what she'll say? I, I'd hope not. Aye. <laughs> All right. You sound oh. like a rapper. Aye. <laughs> Love the show. Thanks so much for making me laugh. I often listen to the headphones while sitting next to my one-year-old in the dark waiting for her to fall asleep. I've been there. Not with her one-year-old, with mine. <laughs> when my middle daughter was about three, she loved dressing up as a princess. She'd find random tea towels and sheeps, drape them on her head and pretend it was a veil. One day she came in and said, look at me, I'm a princess. I realised to my horror, she'd been rooting around under our bed. What? No. And found, in quotation marks, the clean-up towel. In brackets, everyone has one, right? No. 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 clean-up towel? For for, for jizz? She was... Is this an email from a 15-year-old boy on half-term? Which was covered in dried semen stains. No, no one has this towel. No one has that towel. Maybe a teenager. Yeah, that is astonishing. Anonymous? She give it? No, Liz from Bristol. Fucking hell, Liz. Don't mind, does she? No. There's Liz other from Liz's in Bristol going, what the fuck has just happened here? I've been absolutely named and shamed in something I don't have. Oh, Liz, if you're walking onto this and you're called Liz and you live in Bristol, everyone's going to think it's you even though it's not. Yeah. Oh. Well, that is an awful way to get, in the get into the guest though, isn't it, Rob? But I suppose we're going to have to... Oh, oh God. Oh, I tell you what. Um, I did, Do you want a palate pal- cleanser? Very quick palate cleanser. Oh, yes, please. Kids injuring parents. Hello, sexy and relatable boys. This story actually happened to my brother who had a vasectomy earlier in the year. Yeah. The night after he had it, he was laid in the bed with my nephew reading him a bedtime story. At the end of my story, my nephew did the usual routine of putting the book back on the bookshelf. However, this involved climbing over my brother. Oh, I, I don't think this is a palate cleanser. No, my I'd nephew rather have a fucking spunk rag than a... <laughs> 
kick and in the vasectomy. My brother, elbow landing exactly where oh. he wanted, wouldn't want it the day after getting the snip. Oh. My brother describes making a noise he didn't know he could make and spent the next several days unable to drive and with an ice pack permanently pressed against his testicles <laughs> to try and reduce the swelling. I don't think I don't feel cleansed. That was supposed to be the panic cleanser. Hi, Josh and Rob. You asked for stories about when there's an injured child while well, my 11-year-old grandson Reese totally outplayed his granddad recently. What's the capital of Thailand, Grando? Bangkok, Grandad said knowledgeably. No sooner did he utter these words than my grandson punched Grandad straight in the testicles, <laughs> laughing and shouting, Bangkok. <laughs> He's since been banned from his mother from asking any more relatives about capital cities. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Nanny Claire and Grandad Dan. Oh, dear. Bangkok, that's a classic, isn't it? Welcome our guests. Great guests this week, Josh. Brilliant guest. It's the wonderful, wonderful Cariad Lloyd. Cariad Lloyd, hello. Hello. How many children have you got, Carrier? <laughs> I have two, two children. I'm trying not to swear too early. No, swear away. Oh, I've got two of the fuckers because this morning was just... How old are they? So I'm right in the midst of it, I suppose you'd say. Six and about to turn three. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Similar, similar to us. Yeah. Yes. Bad morning then? Just as... <laughs> actually that bad but at one point my daughter she's playing a new game called post post box where yeah. we have to write each other notes and she puts chairs everywhere and that's everyone's post box and you have to write but obviously you're trying to get ready it's quite yeah. stressful she was yeah. like mummy you haven't left me a note and i was like I- i'll just get dressed mummy you haven't left me a note I- i'm just gonna i'm just gonna literally put clothes on yeah and she went i've left you a note and i was like oh, okay i'll read my note and it just was a sad face and it said you know in child's not proper spelling mummy will you play with me tick box no and then sad face and I said look I'm really sorry just give me a sec give me a sec and she said there's another no and then she'd just done a really unhappy face (laughs) and then I I said look I'm sorry because we're trying to get her brother out to nursery and he's much more of a liability so I was like just give me a second and she was lying on the sofa not like she does real drama so she's lying on the sofa just looking out the window like a 1920s heiress like just (laughs) nothing is good and she said there's another no and I looked and it just said mummy you don't love me that was it oh Oh my god God. oh my god because I hadn't played fucking post books oh (laughs) I was like you should get a job at Royal Mail. That's how they treat oh, their mate. workers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm on strike. Deal with it. If it makes you feel better, they do that to me and my wife as well. The eldest, who's seven now, will write things like, <sighs> you make me sad, I hate you, and draw the sad crying face. Oh, yeah, that's what God. she does, the sad face. Yeah. Did we do that? I don't remember doing I that. I did not do that. No. My mum would have gone, well, yeah, I don't because of your behaviour today. I feel like there's more pen and paper available in my house than there was in my house growing up. <laughs> it feels like pen and paper, there's loads yes. of it. We're like, because I think yeah. there's always printer paper. But when we were growing up, there wasn't printer paper. Yes, that's what she does, grabs the bloody printer paper. Yeah. Well, though, my dad worked from home and we did have a lot of... I used to steal the fax paper (laughs) to date myself and him. But I was always told off because I think it was like, you couldn't Amazon a new ream, could you? Like, don't worry, babes, Amazon a new ream for tomorrow. It'd be like, this is expensive and we'll have to go to the shop. (laughs) Exactly. I think they've got too much access to pen and paper kids these days. Too much access. And then the small one, I left him alone for two minutes and he drew all over the wooden floor as well. The other thing happened this morning. I don't want to, like, I suppose I've complained enough on this show that I can have something that's gone my way. Okay. I've not had touch wood. Careful, careful. What are you you about to say? Touch wood fucking out. They just sleep the night My daughter didn't draw on walls. No, no, my daughter didn't. And everyone seems to have had that. No, my son is doing it. I didn't have that. This is the thing, yeah. Is it? How old is your youngest? 
He's 18 months. Have I dodged right, it? Right, mate. This is, oh, no, this is what happened to me. My daughter, I'd say, don't draw on the walls. She's the oldest one. She'd go, okay. And then he's just like, <laughs> and oh. now he's about to turn three. He's now drawing on I things. think there's still like, time for your child to draw on yeah, a wall at 18 time, months. Josh. Yeah. Oh, he didn't gosh. draw on the walls at 18 months. He started in the last six Carrot. months. Are they drawing on your blue walls or white? Have you got white walls? We've got white down the corridor. And is that where they do it? He just, tell you what, small corridor. he got two pens in either hand, just straight down either side of the wall. Just, whoa. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. And then this morning, he just went on the wood. I think it's the white wall. Yes, yeah. You've got very different colour walls, Josh, in your house. Oh, that's true. You? Have you got any white? No, Rose wants to change the colour of our corridor because it's too dark. So do you think she's, mm. yeah. she's creating basically a canvas? We've got a lot of white walls and yeah. they look at that as big paper. It's big paper. It's big it's just paper. just big paper. <laughs> big farmer, big paper. <laughs> the other thing you can do, which we did do in lockdown actually, was, you know, those Ikea roll of paper. Yeah, they're fun. And then we stuck that to the wall, like both sides. We just oh. covered it halfway oh. and then they just went nuts until they were bored. And I haven't done that for a while and I thought I need to do the old paper on the side of the wall for a bit. Or have you taught them to draw on the wall? Yeah, I think you're teasing out. them to the wall there. Lay that on the floor. <laughs> Are you mad or in the garden in the summer? Yeah, we don't have a garden, oh, so that things like sticking on the wall become quite like that's the most excitement, or like drawing on the outside small balcony with chalk. <laughs> it's like, what do you want to do, chalk? Chalk is yeah. a um, chalk is good, isn't it? Yeah, chalk's a winner, isn't it? At least it washes off as well with the chalk. So, my daughter came home from her friend's house on Sunday and she had just an A. With a circle around it on her head, like she's like kind anarchist. of branded. Anarchist sign. Yeah, yeah, like an anarchist yeah. sign. Where was she? What was she meeting? She's mates with Swampy's kids. They live in East London. <laughs> well trendy. Swampy works in media now. It's East London, isn't it, mate? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just couldn't tell. I had no idea looking at the ink. It could have been... Blood. Oh, permanent, oh, yeah, Sharpie. Uh, pen, yeah. It could have been a Sharpie. Yeah. And you're just like, if this is a Sharpie, what the fuck happens here now? Is it an Avengers, eh, or something? I don't think they're into the Avengers. <laughs> you're being kinder than I am. She's joined the anarchist. She's an anarchist. That's what's happened. Yeah. No, I'll tell you what it was. She explained it, that she and her friend were the patients in the hospital. <laughs> and her other friends were the nurses or the doctors. For labelling the patients. And they labelled the patients with... Where was this hospital? Infected. 1940s Berlin? <laughs> <laughs> infected. Yeah. Do not go near. Yeah, it's a bit traumatic. Yeah. That sounds deep, deep drama. Yeah, she seemed quite happy with it. They'd also drawn, like, an X on her hand that looked like... Are you like... sure they're her friends? Mate, she's going down to protest. She's striking next week. That's what this is yeah. about. And then they just punch her in the nose and it bleeds and then they have to help her because they're the doctors. <laughs> So how do you stop a three-year-old drawing on your walls, Karen? Or you just can you tell off a three-year-old like that? Well, you, I don't know if you do. But spend my life being like, oh, don't, don't. Yeah. Okay, don't. No, 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 no. Uh, right, don't worry. Just go. Yeah. Just leave the room. Because you just cut. Because he looks like an angel. Yeah. Like, I don't mean this. I know right. everyone says this, but he's got like, yeah. blonde, curly hair. He looks like, right, to be yeah. fair, Sounds a very white Eurocentric version of an angel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know a hospital we could get a job in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just looks at me like, like today with the pens, he was like, oh, yeah. I done that drawing. And then you're, you can't really 
shout no. at that, can you? So yeah. I just sound like a twat. I go, what do we say? Pens are for paper, aren't they? Pens are for paper, and the floor is not paper. But he's not saying <laughs> no. it. I'm saying it like I'm pens are for paper. Do you believe it as you say it? No, the thing is with him, he's oh, he's such a liability. He's, honestly, he's a rogue. He's a cat. He's absolute bastard. <laughs> you have to constantly say stuff to him over and over again. Like, did you like you hear me? Where well, your listening is? Where well, your listening is? And he can be three rooms away, and you'll be like, oh, you know, for his birthday we need to sort out the cake, and he's like, yeah, I want chocolate cake, and you're like, you fucker! Like, I follow you around, being like, did you hear me? You need to put your shoes on. You need to put your yeah. shoes. Nothing. So he's really. My daughter's much more argumentative. Oh, good. <laughs> Which would you take over the options? I quite like the argumentative because at least you know they're listening. Yeah. So if you say, put your shoes on, she's like, I don't want to, and I'm not going to. And you feel like, okay, we can have a conversation, yeah. like you're engaged with me. Whereas him, you're like, I don't know if he knows I'm here. Like, is he awake? What's happening? <laughs> it's just like complete bubble. Do you have that with TV? Oh, God, yeah. If my daughter's watching TV, it's fucking insane yeah. how close I can be to yeah. her and she isn't hearing me speak. I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, how she can tune in on it. And I believe she's doing it. I don't believe she's playing me. No, I think they genuinely can't hear you at, at points. And also it depends what you're competing with as well. Yeah, I don't so know as well we say so much shit to them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Brush your teeth, yeah. shoes on, upstairs, every day on your own. What do you want to eat? I'm surprised they don't just scream at us. Fuck off! Leave me they alone! Do. They draw on <laughs> yeah. the floor and go, this is my way of saying, fuck you. Yeah, fucking giving it all that all morning. <laughs> so all they write your notes and say, you don't love me. Yeah, it's just difficult, isn't it, when, I mean, it's a stupid thing to say, but when two kids are very different, you're constantly having to re-evaluate your parenting because you're like, well, this worked yeah. for six yeah. years and now it doesn't. So yeah. you're like, oh, shit, what do I have to do with you? Like, oh, I've got to think about it. Fuck off. <laughs> do they play together? Do they get on well? They get on really well. Yeah, I'm lucky. They get on really well. Maybe this is a lockdown thing. They had a lot of time together. Yeah. He was born five days before the lockdown. Wow. Oh, my word. Yes. Oh, talk us through that for a couple of months then. <laughs> well, I listened to this show a lot, actually. I found it quite helpful with that oh. beginning bit when I was like... What? But not the later episodes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, okay. Whatever, yeah. I was fine then. Yeah, I was fine. The early ones really... I don't know. They had the, you know, freshness about them. Um... Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait a minute. It's a difficult second album, okay? <laughs> yeah, difficult. It's difficult. No, she... She was about three-ish when the lockdown happened and I was pregnant when it all began. No, sorry, when it was like sort of the January. Yeah, it was like, yeah, oh, what's yeah. this? And, and then um, he had to be elective C-section because he was so massive. Like he is also a giant, a giant cherub, you need to imagine, a giant drunk cherub. Oh, how big was he? He was nearly 10 pounds. Ooh, and I, mama. And I'm, you've met me, I'm not a tall, big person. No. I'm a small person. Yeah, you're not a 10 pound carrier, carrier, I'm telling you no, now. No, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> not My carrier. body was not made, <laughs> no. no. You meet some people, yeah. you go, you can handle ah, that. She can take a 10 pounder, but not you, yeah. Karen, I don't think. They they made me go in for scans every single week because they refused to believe I didn't have gestational diabetes. They kept saying, who tested you? This can't be right. They said, he's so big. He's so big. This is mad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, stop saying this. I'm a no, woman. Yeah. He's a freak. <laughs> yeah. And then the last scan, she went, what are your plans? I was like, don't worry, I'm going to have a lecture. She was like, I, I have to say, I... I have to strongly advise you not to try and do this naturally. <laughs> I was like, well, firstly, it's vaginally not naturally, but also I was like, no, don't worry. She was like, God, thank God, because that, yeah, you can't, no one should. All right, good luck. <laughs> 
But yeah. Um, so it's vaginally the correct term, not naturally. Because naturally sounds like, so I've had two C-sections and yeah. naturally makes it sound like, well, you did it the weird way, didn't you? The freaky yeah. way, not natural. Yeah. So you're supposed to say vaginally or C-section. Yeah. But they all say to you, did you have it naturally? And you're like, yeah. no, I had it with the evil of science. I do yeah. apologise. <laughs> I just find, I don't know why, but maybe it's because I'm immature, but just starting the word vag innerly. Is I very, know, it's not great, is it? You've got to get to the innerly so quick. <laughs> if you're a doctor to say vag, Generally, like vag is such a terrible word, but like as long as you get the... I don't like it, but I equally don't want someone to constantly say to me, oh, you didn't have it naturally. Because then yeah. you're like, well, I, aliens didn't come down and take me away. It yeah. was like, did you have it naturally or did the magic of science save your life would be a better way. Yes. Oh, that's, nice. that's a nice way that's of nice. Yeah, it. maybe we don't need to make vaginally. the natural birth. Yeah, vaginally. We need to change C-section. <laughs> make it sound magic. I think vaginally needs a rebrand. Yeah, it does. I get the message, yeah. but I think it's, it's a, not great, it's is a it? tough first syllable. Vag- yeah. It's a tough first syllable you keep saying, Rob. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. Stop no, no, it. I've heard the word vag from your. I don't like saying vag. I keep saying vag. Stop saying it. Stop it. saying it, Josh. Sorry, this is very childish. Sorry. Can yeah. I ask a question? Is your husband big? Yes, he's six foot four. Right, that makes oh, sense. Right. But they literally don't care. <laughs> he didn't go, come on, look at him. Look at I him. kept saying, he'd come to scans and I'd be, well, I mean, it's not surprising. And they'd go, yeah, we only take your height and weight into consideration. <laughs> and I was like, this isn't the virgin birth. I didn't do this by myself. Like, look at the size of him. Yeah. Honestly, you scan every week. They were like, oh, yeah, maybe that's why, because he's quite big. And I was like, yeah, think. So, um, yeah, he was massive. I do find that happens sometimes. With, like, it happens in our family where Lou's mum will always go, oh, my God, your daughter's, they look so much like, and she'll list, like, her children and her family. <laughs> and I go, oh, yeah, but I think she looks a little bit like my brother did when he was... She goes, nah, nah. No, nah, 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 nah. I know they came out of Lou. She's pure Watts. Your pure children Watts. pure Watts, okay. Rob. Okay, okay. Yeah. I've got that. Whatever you want, Teresa. Whatever you want. No I know. I had friends do that to me as well. When my daughter was young, they'd go, oh, he just, she just looks like your husband. And I'd be like, it's a bit like me. No, nothing of you. Can't see it. Absolutely yeah. can't see it. And you go, wow, I feel shit when you say that. <laughs> really shit. Yeah. Well, what I used to get is, so when they were badly behaved, they go, oh, it's a bit of the dad coming out now. Oh, what, so they don't look like me? And when they're a prick, it's uh, my fault. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got loads of ADHD in my family. So when they're like really hyper, everyone's like, oh, well, we know where that's from. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I'm the same with depression, though. <laughs> <laughs> what mental health problem are you bringing to the table? Yeah, what damage am I putting into their body DNA-wise before the world's even had an attempt at them? It's not fair, is it? Because in the olden days, you wouldn't know. You'd just be like, oh, they're a bit boisterous. Yeah. Nothing to do with me. But now yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, no, we've all been diagnosed. Oh, yeah, he just likes is. a drink. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's jolly. Yeah. He's very... And then he does get sad, doesn't he? He gets yeah. a bit sad when he's had too much. He shouldn't have too much, that's all. So what was your sub on the percentile thing? Because I love that word as oh, well. It's the only oh. word you ever hear with babies, the percentile. 99. 99%. 99%. percentile. Whoa, the big one. The big one. And then 95th for weight. Really? Yeah, and he's oh. still. You have to go in there too, you know, yeah. to get like measured. And the woman was like, "Oh, I have to, I have to keep rolling out my paper because you have to lie him down yeah. to measure them." <laughs> oh, <laughs> lot of. Uh, he's so she's three and a half years older than him. He's nearly as tall as her. They wear the same really? size shoes. Wow. So that's my brother Joe. He's like six foot three, six foot four, but also just oh, like really? just a big guy, big shoulders, big arms, big hands, just yeah, big. Massive. And uh, when my mum took him when he was about two to the doctors to measure him, and they measure their head, their height. Yeah, and all yeah. Stuff. yeah. She tried to measure his head. I was like. 
oh, the um, graph's not big enough. My mum was like, okay. She went, well, I can't make his head smaller, so you're going to have to get a bigger <laughs> bit of paper. You're going to have to work. And so I think he was like the 105th. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he's got a giant head. Yeah, that's what I've heard. What's funny about having a giant one is everyone, <laughs> it makes everyone really happy. Like, nurses are midwives. They love you. Oh, he's a lovely big one. Oh, he's a big one, isn't he? He's good. When he had his injections, they went, they don't cry, big ones. They don't really? cry. They're lovely. They and cry. it's actually true. And was it true? Because their thighs are so fat. So when they put the needle in, it's just they don't really notice it happening as much because obviously thin ones, it's like it's more painful. Yeah. And obviously they're worried. Obviously yeah. it's horrible if your baby's underweight. It's stressful. Whereas if you're yeah. overweight, they literally would take one look at him and go, oh, he's fine, isn't yeah. he? Oh, big strong boy. Yeah, yeah big strong yeah. boy. He's a big strong boy. Yeah. Big strong lad. And I'd be like... Okay. What would you say if it was a girl? Would you be like stressing? Big girl, big strong big girl. girl. Oh, big girl. Oh, big girl. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I first had him, I was trying, oh, I had all this trouble with feeding him in the hospital. And this midwife came around. And, you know, you're trying to, like, not give too much, hold, you know, all this yeah. stuff. She just looked at me and was like, do you want me to do it? And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, she just got this massive bottle for me, like the ready-made one, yeah. stuck a teat on it, and then just shoved it. And he downed it like a pint. <laughs> And she, and she went, he's hungry. She was like, you just feed him. And then he slept for like four hours after that. And I thought, yeah, okay. As long as you kept him fed, he's fine. That's what happened to my mum, because obviously we had a giant one, giant Joe at the you end. got a giant one, you know what it's like. We yeah. got a giant one. And uh, when my mum was trying, couldn't like keep up with feeding him, so went on to bottle feeding. Yeah, yeah. And even then, like with the formula wasn't yeah. enough. When it was about a month old, was crushing up rusk biscuits into <laughs> the formula to try and fill him up. Yeah, that's what my mum said to do, because she did that with my brother. She was like, just put some baby rice in. Yeah. I was like, mum, I don't think they do that anymore. I don't. All the forums are telling you you're evil. Yeah, yeah don't do that. But yeah, he just eats and eats and eats. he is like, he's can push me over. He can push, push, he can push, me, he push me over. over. He was having a tantrum. I bent down to try and speak to him. It's like, you know, and he just did a shove so strong. I just toppled, just went straight over. Amazing. So how, how tall are you, Carrie? I'm yeah? only 5'3", right, to yeah. be fair. So he's half as tall as me already. What the fuck am I going to do when he gets older? I can't eat. Literally, I've decided he can do what he likes. Yeah. I have no control over I'm like, I'm controlling yeah. the older one. She's small. She's yeah. like me. She's really tiny. So that's my focus. She's going to be all my focus because I can't. You can't deal with him. Imagine him coming in drunk when he's 18, big lump. Oh my God. Oh my Carried God. him up the stairs. No, I just can't. I just, I just, <laughs> just leave him at the bottom. Leave him at the bottom. Yeah. With four pints of milk, just leave him there. Oh, Got a biscuit. <laughs> Because people do, and also they do that thing. They assume he's older. Yeah. Because he's. Oh, he's my so mum massive. got really protective over that. Well, yeah, he's only he two, but he looks he's like he's four. <laughs> they expect too two, much of do. him. They expect. Yeah, they do. Also, I used to think how much they fucking expected him. He's only four. <laughs> it's not like he should be doing the dinner. No, but they talk to you in that way, and, and also because his speech, like he can talk, but he sounds like a nearly three-year-old. And I see people go, oh, oh, oh. Oh, and I go, oh, he's he's yeah. only two. Oh, right. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> They're like, oh, why is he speaking like that? Or, um, but yeah, like he, he's sort of like a strong man. In the playground, he gets all the big kids on the roundabout and he pushes them all. And if you try and say, do you want to get on? He's like, no, I push. And then he pushes like seven five-year-olds just round and round and round. And they're like, yeah, he goes so fast. <laughs> oh, wow. I've got a terrible feeling that you're going to be stood on the side of a rugby pitch in 10 years. <laughs> oh, I don't. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've already thought that might happen, yeah. Are you in trendy East London? Where do you live? Because No, dictates... I'm in, I'm much more boring North London. North, yeah, that could get a bit posh boy rugger, couldn't it, up there, North London? Yeah, it's, well... If you're big at school, like the biggest kids at school, in PE, they were just the best at everything. Well, we don't, yeah. we're not sporty. We don't offer any sports to him, do you reckon? No, but he's... Rugby players he's, aren't sporty rugby either, Carrie. Rugby players aren't sporty, they're just big. Well, I don't know, like me and my husband are particularly... I'm, I'm not too... He won't be offended. He's really, really the anti-sport, you know? Right, yeah. And he was massive at school. And yeah. he said the same thing. They would say, please come and play rugby. And he would just stand there, like, reading his poetry at the side. And they'd be like, run, why aren't you running? <laughs> He'd be like, oh, I, I don't like it. It's very violent. So we're hoping he'll go down that road. <laughs> oh, man, I hated rugby. Yeah. It was just the worst awful, thing yeah. in the world. I remember some girls in my year campaigned so that we would do rugby. And I was absolutely outraged. I was like, why? So <laughs> one good thing that we don't have to do. I was so pissed off. Yeah, that's the problem with certain, like, feminism and equality. You can talk yourself into a situation you don't really want, yeah. but it feels like the right thing to do, isn't it? I was like, guys, this is awful. Yeah. And we went and did it one term in the mud, and I was like, take me back to gymnastics. Like, fine. I cannot cope with oh, it. Oh, can't we do baton swirling in the hall? Yes, with the heating on. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? He's yeah. quite sporty at the moment, actually. So maybe he will be. I don't know. Oh, well, you just got to accept it, haven't you? Like, get what you're given. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like middle class families. Like, oh god, he's got into sport, and then we've yeah. got working class families. Going, yeah, he's only reading fucking poetry at the pitch. <laughs> what I are know. we gonna do with him? I know. Well, we did say we, we were talking about it. I was like, look, if you're sporty, I would never discourage it. I'd be like, yeah. great, that's your thing. Because my daughter yeah. is really into gymnastics, and I wasn't at all. And it's just that thing of like you have to then learn yeah. a whole vocabulary of yeah. how something works, and yeah. and how do you encourage it? Because you didn't you didn't do it I grew up doing like loads of I was like full on dance kid yeah. like I have made her go to ballet but um, she prefers gymnastics so is there a big difference between because my daughter's into she likes gymnastics but she oh, loves okay. Strictly as well yeah. so I thought oh they're in the same area not really no they'd get annoyed with you if you said that <laughs> kind of they are when they're kids they're in the kind of same ballpark right in the same yeah way. they're tight clothes you have to be athletic and they all shag each other mm, that's just what you want your child to join <laughs> no 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 not that age. I mean talking as you know an adult not you know come on yeah, no, it's a bit different. I guess it's like if you said to a footballer, oh, it's just rugby, isn't it? But you put it on right, the ground, yeah, yeah, they'd yeah. be like, mm, a bit different. So you were, are you taking your daughter to gymnastics classes? Yeah, she, her friend went, then she yeah. started. But I never did gymnastics. It was like, to be fair, there just wasn't yeah. one where I lived. There was dance, so that's what I did. And yeah. she, because she's so small, she's like really good <laughs> and like really, oh, really the... flexible. And so like, so she's had loads of encouragement. Oh, it's like of mice and men your ass, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> George sometimes. Easy George, easy Lenny. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. She's kind yeah. of like the small, smart one. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like very amenable and large and I do worry that she's like the evil genius. Amenable and large. Yeah. <laughs> they must never listen to this, right? You'll delete that before they go. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time they're old yeah. enough. I'd love it if he's a poet and one of his quotes is amenable and large, Carrie Ann Lloyd, mother. <laughs> At the moment, I haven't seen much poetry. I've seen amenable and large at the moment. The um, gymnastics. Yeah. Can I ask you, what's your gymnastics medal situation? Are you constantly paying for pointless medals? No. Her friend competes, like, all the time. and goes, like, yeah. all around the country. Like, and, you know, they're six. And, and six? And, yeah, and they oh, do these proper that. competitions. But my daughter, <laughs> bless her, she's really good, but we've hit this, um, she won't practice anything. Right. So I've said to her, she was like, oh, I didn't get a medal. And I was like, well, her best friend, like, lives in our block. And I said... 
look, she practices every night. You know, she does her routine. She practices. Do you want to do that? Oh, no. And I was like, well, you don't get a medal. I said, I'm not pushing it. I'm just yeah. like, look, if you want medals, yeah. I'll help you and we'll practice. But then you can't moan about not having medals because you're not doing any practice. I said, yeah. do you want to watch telly or medal? Telly. So I was yeah. like, okay, well, then you don't get a medal. <laughs> this is fine. My seven-year-old refuses all clubs. Oh, really? She's like, no, don't want to do, do that. Nah. Oh. She's very outgoing and goes to birthday parties and she'll get involved. Yeah, and yeah. She's like, nah. Mm. Just doesn't want to doesn't do... Doesn't like organised fun. No, I think she gets a bit overwhelmed with people a little bit where yeah, she's yeah. at school all day yeah. and she loves doing it right. So she's concentrating, whatever the teacher's saying, yeah. she's taking it in and she's trying to do it. And then I think at the end of the day, she's like, I just want to sit on my own for a bit. Yeah, a bit of time, fair play. Yeah. She'd like go off to her room for a bit of quiet time. Yeah, my know? daughter said that yesterday. I was like, do you want to... It was after dinner and I was like, do you want to draw? And she was like, I just like TV. <laughs> 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 yeah, they love it. Like, of course. Yeah, because she does want to switch yeah. off. She's had a whole fucking day of people and people. Yeah. And she just wants to stare at the TV like I want to stare at the TV two hours later, yeah. Yeah. if you know what I mean. My daughter wasn't into them, but lockdown yeah. is what got her because she couldn't do anything for so long. So then when I said to her, do you want to do this? She was like, I want to do this and I want to do this. Because she was like, I can't believe I get to do things. And I yeah. think if we hadn't had lockdown, she would be quite anti-club. Really? But because of that... When she started school, we joined like all this stuff because she was so excited. And now it's like, she'll go, oh, I don't want to do that last week. And I'm like, tough shit. Yeah. You've signed up. We paid for a term. <laughs> yeah. You're doing but it. But then once they've paid and you're forcing them through yeah. it because you feel you should get your money's worth. That's not a good position. It's the loveless. That's childhood. I'm sorry. No, no, that's childhood. <laughs> that's childhood. Deal with it. <laughs> I'll just go, look, go. And then I don't really like it. Try once more. If you don't like it, you don't have to go. Because they've not agreed the contract that's not how you become a ballerina guys that's not how you do it you go until you cry until you hate it yeah yeah but i just sort of think if they hate it what's the yeah no what's the, what, what are you getting your money's worth just really traumatizing your child yeah. i'd say the 10 weeks of kiddie kicks has put my daughter off football 10 for weeks? life oh, yeah, yeah. i love football like i have a week off after about four but my daughter's <laughs> very annoying because she'll say she doesn't want to go and then if you get her to the building she runs in and you're like are you okay yeah, yeah. Fine, leave me alone yeah. so we have this thing of like again my husband's very like we don't want to push her and I'm like we don't want to push her but also mm. if you then go okay we'll go home then she gets home she goes oh I wish I would have gone it's quite good if they're there longer as well isn't it yeah. at school yeah it's handy <laughs> that helps is it a gymnastics where you watch or is it a gymnastics where you sit outside on your phone no you watch but you can also be on your phone who's watching we do sometimes fight about who's taking yeah. her to gymnastics even there don't watch no you kind of she's in the younger group <laughs> I think when she's in the older group and so she's on her phone She's on a phone. I'm on She's a phone. She's on a phone. <laughs> Carrie-Anne's doing rolling She's polies. on a phone. She's on a phone doing backflips. <laughs> Big boys in the corner, bench pressing a bench. <laughs> <laughs> He's not allowed to come anymore because he was too disruptive on all oh. the equipment. There's like no barrier. So yeah. He didn't understand. He, it looks like soft play. He's been barred from gymnastics. Well, he didn't, they didn't bar him, but we had really? to. He literally was just like... He's, and it, again, so jolly. He's just oh, running wow. in like... Yeah, well, it's hard at that age because yeah. I was watching an assembly today, oh, and um, the um, there was a kid at the back crying. Your daughters? Yeah, it was my daughter's assembly. Lou just bought me a coffee. Thanks, Lou. Love you, yeah. babe. That's nice. And that's oh, love. That's love. We just made a rule. If we what's it? Divide and conquer. So one of us would take her to gym. One of us yes, takes him to run way. around the playground because it was just because he's so strong. <laughs> is he really strong, or are you are particularly weak, Carrie Ann? Because this is something we've got to try and get the level. No, of. I mean, I I am not a strong person, but I'm very yeah. strong-willed. As in, like, if I don't want something okay, to happen, yeah. I'm normally very stubborn. But honest to God, yeah. So the other kids watching. Yeah. 
and they'll be like, right, can't you know, Sebastian, come and sit down. I've got some snacks. And they'll go, oh, okay, mummy. He just goes, no, thanks, mum. And then just runs. Or he'll grab the snacks off you <laughs> and then run. Or if I try and say, yeah. sit on my lap, he won't be strapped into a buggy. He's just, he's oh. a, a tornado. So you don't bring the tornado to gymnastics camp because it's not fair. Yes. <laughs> basically. Oh, wow. um, can I ask one more question on this? Yeah. As yeah. a veteran of the park, oh, sure. what's it like at the play park with a. I suppose he just feels like an older kid at the play park, right? Yeah, they just treat him like one of the gang. Because we live in, you know, we know what London's like. It's a series of villages. Yeah. So you know most of the kids in your local playground and they all go to her school. So they're just like, oh, he's the little brother. He's yeah. part of the gang. So he he runs around with the bigger ones, but then he gets very sad when a game happens that he doesn't understand yeah. or or she'll say, he's following me. Stop yeah. him coming this way. We're all going into the fun house to play a secret game. And then he's like, why won't play? Why not? Why not play? Oh. Just go, your oh, speech God. isn't good enough because you're younger and you can't keep up with the premise of the game <laughs> and it ruins it for the older kids. Now fucking sit there. Stop breaking I things, know. you brutes. <laughs> but do you have this though? Because I think you relate to the one that you are in the order. So I'm right. a younger sister. So I always right. feel quite, I really feel for him. Oh, do you? And I find it harder because yes. I'm like, oh, why don't, just let him play. Come on. Because I'm basically saying to my older brother, why don't you yeah. let me play? Yeah. So I'm like oh. way more... On the younger yes. sibling side, and I think, oh, it is hard for her as well. Like, you know, just because your brother yeah. wouldn't let you play He-Man for ages. Um... Well, I'm, I'm a middle child, and that's why I've not gone for a third. Right. Interesting. Interesting. But my brother was six years older, and I remember <laughs> he was very particular about his toys and like playing on his own. Yeah, and I remember yeah. though, my mum would like build a fort around him in the front room so he could play with his toys in the corner, and I wasn't allowed to go over there, which I don't think is very good parenting. <laughs> <laughs> And I think it creates this beast. Just FYI, yeah, just, Mum. I saw it to her face as well. I think, looking back, I don't think that was the best way to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. What do you wish she would have done? What do you think would have been better? I think to explain to the older child that let them play a little bit. It's different yeah. if there's a big group doing something yeah. like that, but just playing with some toys, I think you have to get the older kid to sort of... You know, we have to do it with our daughter sometimes because she's got a younger sister and her cousin's younger. Sometimes she'll get frustrated and you have to, I feel like it's like, oh no, look, I understand that. Yeah, they're younger, they don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yes, or you go, I tell you what then, why don't you go and do that game and I'll take the younger one to do a different thing that they like to do. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you have to do, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd probably suggest. But it's very awkward when you have kids and you talk to your parents about the way they parented. Yes, oh my God. And then, because it actually comes up, because you're like, why don't you do that? And yeah. I go, well, no, I don't think that's the right thing to do. And she'll be like, why not? And I'll go, yeah, well, yeah. we go back to a few of your decisions, shall we? Do you want to talk to my therapist? Because yeah. I am, and it's costing me money. So, How about you have a little chat to therapist for a bit, and then it'll sort us out, and we'll sort of meet in the middle. Yeah, we do do lots of sharing. And actually, they're pretty good, I have to say. They have their yeah. moments, obviously. Don't they... think there's a moment. It'll just smash her head in, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, you know, this is amazing. It would be a fair fight. They haven't realised yet that he's bigger and stronger. <laughs> right, he's the little brother. Oh. So at the moment, he still thinks she oh. is in charge. And I don't know when it's going to come. A lot of parents say that to me at the playground. They're like, oh, one day, um, one day he's yeah. going to push her over, isn't he? <laughs> I'm like, because at the moment, like, she might push him and then he'll be like, oh, she pushed me. And he has pushed her and she literally went for because he's just so he just gave her like what he considered a small shove yeah. she, honestly she's like a wisp she's like a fairy she's really really small oh. so she just went whoosh she was like mummy he pushed me right over and I'm like yeah he's, he's fucking <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Toby Maguire realises he's Spider-Man 
Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But that didn't twig in their minds when that happened. They haven't got there yet because mm. she's quicker, isn't she? Like, you know, she's six, so yeah. she'll outsmart him with something and he'll be like, oh, I don't understand. Right. But when he realises... Because that's the thing, I'm a younger sibling, but I have an older brother who was much bigger so like he could always beat me yeah. that physical things i would never catch up yeah. but it's gonna be interesting to see what happens when he overtakes her something that my parents did which i don't know if this will help or not yeah. but my brother okay. was two and a half years younger you've already told me that they made some bad decisions so i'll, I'll take this one <laughs> well, no, no, I, i'd say different decisions so okay, my okay. brother's two and a half years younger than me the giant one big joe so oh, he was yeah, always yeah. my size is joe younger than you oh yeah. i see there you go big yeah. boy blimey so he was always my size really from when yeah. I was four and two, like same height. Yeah. And then yeah. even maybe a little bit taller at points when he had growth spurts and I had growth spurts. And then when he got to 16, he sort of shut up to like yeah. six foot three and I stayed at around like five foot eight and three quarters. But what my mum and dad did when he was like six and eight, Boxing Day, would fight each other in the front room with boxing gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and okay. watch. How was this only just come up three years in? Keep talking. No. Keep talking. I'm yeah. gonna find a photo of that. Yeah. So at Christmas we'd get shorts on, pair of boxing gloves each, and have a fight in the front room, and my dad would ref. Wow. And how did this help? What was the positive? Uh, entertainment <laughs> for the older family members. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and were people like goading you on, like in a car park? Come on, big job. Yeah, Come but on. it was quite sort of good fun yeah. in a way. Yeah. I love it. And were you wearing like proper boxing shorts? Not proper shorts, but like gloves. I've got, I've got. The, but you were topless. I've got the photo somewhere. We were topless, yeah. Just two topless <laughs> oh, children amazing. knocking turnbells and shit out of each other. But then it'll be going. But you're older, Rob. I'm like, he's fucking massive. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So that was the the two skills. You're two years older, but he's bigger. Who will yeah, win? Yeah, it was age or strength. Yes, they called it a fair fight. Yeah, I see. But it's all done on like weight classes, isn't it? Yeah, of course. You don't oh, you don't get two boxers in the ring and go, but what's the age difference? It's two years. It doesn't matter. No, exactly. <laughs> it never comes up in boxing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, you know. He's two school years. He's year 11, mate. Come on. This is like not even fair. <laughs> yeah, I know. At that age, that is when someone's pubed up and you haven't, oh, that God, is unfair, yeah, isn't yeah, it, yeah. at that age? <laughs> Me and um, I'm best mates of Pasco's, you know, and like when we're talking to people, people, we still say, do you know the year above though? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, they're two years below. Like we're still talking school years about everybody. She's two years below. Oh, I thought she seemed yeah that makes sense <laughs> still categorizing it we're not just gonna talk to you about your massive child <laughs> i found the boxing photo here we go oh, okay, oh, okay. okay well we are actually i'm actually doing something i think it's quite boomery i'm taking a photo of my computer screen to show you on zoom all right granddad yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i don't know if that's oh my god amazing that's so that's my good dad in the background watching well, you have to obviously tweet that so people can yeah, see yeah, yeah. the actual I'll send image. It to can we put that on our Instagram? Yeah, we can put it on our Instagram. Carry out. Yes. Here's a change into uh, some promo from a boxing photo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Was it during the lockdown that you wrote your book? Yeah. With your two children there? Yes. Your book, You Are Not Alone. Now, if people don't know, mm -hmm. you're one of the, the original queens of podcasting. The OG. The OG. <laughs> the OG podcasters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the Pele of podcast. <laughs> Whereas we're obviously messy and Ronaldo. <laughs> How long have you been griefing on the podcast? <laughs> not grieving, let's not get into that part, but that yeah, actual yeah, podcast. Yeah. Uh, seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Unbelievable. Yeah. The end of 2016, yeah. Griefcast. Yeah, Griefcast. Yeah. So I interview comedians about their experiences of grief and death because my dad died when I was 15. So I've been talking about it for a long time. And then in 2016, if you remember, everyone was kind of getting podcasts. Yeah. And I had lots of comedian friends because it was only really comedians who were doing it yeah. then. Yeah. And I literally was walking down the road and I thought, 
oh, everyone's got a podcast. What would I do? And I thought, oh, I'd probably talk to people about death. And then yeah. I laughed because I thought, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> and here we are, seven years on. <laughs> yeah, I thought, oh my God, that's terrible. And I thought, oh, no one would listen to that. And um, I was pregnant with my daughter. And so not much acting work when you're pregnant because no one wants to insure yeah. you fact no one likes to admit if it's true so I thought oh well maybe I'll start this podcast now because I've got some free time and she was two weeks overdue and so in that two weeks I'd recorded four interviews with um Pasco Adam Buxton Jade Adams and producer John Harvey so I had this two weeks late child and you know when you I don't know if you were late like it's just massive and just so bored and so in that time I learned how to edit and upload and did it on SoundCloud. Oh, wow. So if she'd been on time, Griefcast oh, wow. wouldn't exist. But because she was so late, I was like, oh, I might as well do it then. I'm sat here yeah. waiting. That's amazing, isn't it? Because I think you have those little moments in your life where it's gone on to huge success. You've got a book deal now and the book's coming out. It's how things out at the moment. And you could be negative about it of like, oh, it's overdue. Why is this happening to me? I need the baby to come so I can get back to work, blah, blah, blah. But actually... You know, I say Josh just all the time, like we don't know enough about what's going to happen to know if it's yeah, a good thing yeah. or a bad thing. But actually, what could be a bad thing on paper turned out to be the best thing that happened for you and your career. Yeah, it was amazing. Obviously, I was like so bored. <laughs> so, and then it ended up being like emergency C-section. Oh. It was all like so stressful. But I think what I did without thinking about it was I created a job I could do with a child. So then once I had her and obviously then I started getting all these emails from people being like, oh, my God. I didn't know other people felt grief was like this. I thought I was the only one who felt like this. I thought I was having a breakdown, but it's actually grief. So I started thought, oh, I, I could carry on doing this. And this was something that worked with having a newborn. Yeah. So yeah. I was able to go and record and I was able to edit at night. So it became like a perfect job for having a small baby. I mean, not, you know, there's other ideal jobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or having childcare, but it, it definitely worked. And then, yeah, with the second one, so I got the book deal in 2019 as pregnant. I should say about the podcast if people oh, yeah. haven't heard it also, because it's brilliant, because it's not like sad and depressing to listen to. It's not too bleak, I would say. You talk about the subject in a much broader way than that. Yeah, I try and say like it's a really honest, practical chat about grief. So my goal with it always was that when you listen to an episode, at the end of it, you felt maybe 10% better. So I never wanted you to think, oh, I feel worse yeah. now. Like, God, that was depressing. Yeah. <laughs> we aim for 5% on this podcast, don't yeah, we? You I like them to feel worse. <laughs> you like them to feel worse. That's why I interviewed comedians, because comedians yeah. make jokes at inappropriate times. Yes. And so I was like, yeah. if we talk about grief, I know they'll crack jokes. And then you'll have an hour where you've laughed a bit. And also you've, you've yeah. talked about it. You said yeah. this is how I felt, but also there's jokes. And um I talk to other people now as well, but I still love the episodes of Comedians because it's just a space where you can be like, this was really shit. It's one of the worst things that have happened to me. But also this was quite funny. <laughs> and I got through yeah, it like this. And people find that very helpful. Yeah. When you join the club, as we say on the show, when you have just lost someone very important to you, it feels like I'm never going to feel happy again. I'm never going to find a way out of this. And to yeah. hear other people on the journey who are like, look, I did make it through. I don't know how it was difficult, but I did it. You kind of go, oh, okay, this is possible to get through this beginning of grief. Yeah. I was going to say with the grief thing, it's weird because I think people sort of think, oh, there'll be an initial period of feeling like that. Yeah. And then you slowly get over it or sometimes it's longer than you expect. But then even like years later, it can crop up in different ways where something can slightly trigger it or for you when you lost your dad, but then you have your own children. Yeah. Your brain automatically oh, starts thinking, oh, you know, when you 
first time he would have met them yeah, and things yeah. like that. So it's sort of a, it's a never ending thing that sort of will always orbit you as a person, isn't it? Yeah, massively. And I'm so like, it's so nice to hear you say that because so many people don't think that. And I get interviewed so much and they're like, mm. oh, you know, when do you get over it? And I'm like, you don't. No. Like, Question one, when do you get over it? <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Honestly, honestly, I wrote about it in the book. And how? I need a 10 day plan. I'm going on holiday. So. Yeah, exactly. And it's that thing of like, what I tried to explain to you was like, I don't wake up every day weeping and I don't like have a framed picture of him like, you know, surrounded yeah. in black lace that I cry to every morning. Like most days I'm fine. But yeah. if you say to me, oh, is that a sad thing that happened to you? It's like, yeah, of course it is. It's my dad is like, you know, fundamental part of who I am. And what we say now with grief is not that you're looking for it to like go away, but like life grows around it basically. So you always have yeah. it, you carry it with you. Yeah. And especially that's a massive thing for my listeners when they have kids, because it just suddenly you're, if, if you've lost a parent or even if you've lost a sibling as well because suddenly you might see two you're, you've got two kids and you see them interacting you think oh that's what I've lost yeah. and with my dad not being around I was really close to my grandpa so when I had my daughter I was like oh she she doesn't get a grandpa like that was he was like this yeah. huge part of my life mm. And she gets an amazing grandma. Like my mum is like proper, proper involved <laughs> with my kids. Yeah. Thank God, because we need the help. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Just for strength more than anything. My mum's domestic, so she is very, yeah, <laughs> bloody hell. He's strong, isn't he? He's strong every time, every time. He's a big, strong boy. <laughs> boy. Getting yeah, down yeah. the Beckett boxing gym, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you do have to reframe the grief every time. That might be, like, if you don't have kids, you know, there's other things. You might just get to the age they were when they died or you might move away or they sell the family home. There's all these things that happen yeah. as you get older. I think it's quite subconscious yeah. as well sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I, one Sunday I was really down. You know, sometimes you're like, I just feel so down and fed up. And then I was sort of driving to work. Then basically I was driving past like a, a certain area and I remembered that's where one of my friends died. And yeah. I realised it was the anniversary. Oh. But it happened so long ago and it's sort of like, but like my yeah. subconscious had sort of joined the dots, but the rest of me hadn't. And it wasn't until late that yeah. day. And I was like, well, is that just a coincidence or is that deeper? Yeah. And it's sort of, comes out on its wow. own but I was like wow what a weird coincidence it it's was funny, I drove past that yeah. place and then that was on the day I was like blah it's like your brain sometimes gives you just enough of what you can handle <laughs> so your brain sometimes yeah, is like exactly. it's going to give you sadness <laughs> and you've got to drive yeah, yeah, yeah. past the place and then later in the day you're going to remember because yeah. if you had all that you've got to go do a tour show so I won't give you full grief <laughs> yeah. right now but um, tell you what on the drive home you're going to be pretty sad <laughs> Yeah, the, the people of Margate <laughs> yeah. still need to get their money's worth. I think with grief, especially, I've definitely had that, the things that like sort of don't occur to you, especially after I had my first child. It was a bit easier the second time because you're kind of like, okay, mm. I've done this. I do know he's not here. He's not going to see them. It's still hard, but like you're a bit more prepared yeah. for it. But yeah, with my first one, I think it's not when they first arrive because obviously you're just dealing with the shit show of like newborn. But it's as they get older or that nice things happen. Or The big thing, I wrote about it in the book, actually, was um, it's like being in a playground and seeing a grandpa. And you know when grandpa's like, they always push the kids too high. And yeah. like, he was like not looking and he was pushing. There was a woman on the other side being like, oh, John, oh, be careful. Oh, she's falling out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that. Like a man, older man being a bit like throwing you too high or chucking you about a bit. <laughs> like, And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that energy you know you just don't get that and yeah. and then I I think what you realize and this probably comes back to what we're saying is 
you realize they are going to have a different childhood to you and that's okay yes. like you don't have to recreate yeah. it yeah. you can take good bits and you know she has a really nice relationship mm. with my mom like they're really close <laughs> they bicker yeah. they're like an old married couple so but yeah but i think it's because it's like they don't know any different where yes i exactly. grew up and yeah, yeah. my dad's parents died when i was like well one before i was born then one when i was like really young and then my granddad died when i was really young and my nan's still alive but we don't really see her that much i've not really had uh, grandparents yeah, growing yeah. up I yeah. just don't have really many memories. Yeah. We didn't see my name that much either. So it's like, yeah. I don't really have ever had grandparents, yeah, yeah. but I don't feel like I've missed out. Exactly. Because yeah. I never exactly. had it. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to stay at grandparents for the weekend or get taken yeah. on a day trip. That never happened. But I don't feel like I missed out. The only thing yeah. I do have, though, is I'm not as sympathetic to older people as people that had grandparents in their life. <laughs> Other people see an old person and they go, oh, bless her. She just, and I'm like, get out of fucking way. Come on. <laughs> Well, I feel like that when, you know, somebody says, oh, my dad passed away. And you're like, how old? And they say, like, you know, oh, he's 85. 85. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad, though, is it? It's not top trumps, but if it was, I'd win. But I should say, obviously, in the show, yeah. there's no grief hierarchy, no. just in case people know. If yeah, you feel no, your grief, there is a little bit, but don't. <laughs> my whole book is about, like, don't judge people, but I'm just admitting yeah. that obviously we do. Everyone judges everyone a little bit now and again, Carrie. Don't beat yourself yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the book, as opposed to the <laughs> podcast... It's not just like for someone who's just lost someone. Presumably there's something there for everyone, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely... I talk to people, like, as I say, who've joined the club, mm. but I wanted it to be for anyone who's, yeah. you know, willing to have these thoughts about, like, what am I going to do or planned? Or if you know someone who's grieving, how can you help them? And it's a mix. It's a mix of partly it's, like, my sort of memories of my grief, yeah. but also it's, like, stuff that's come up on the show again and again. Yeah. So I guess, like, what you've had. Yeah. After 200 episodes, you're like, this keeps happening. People keep feeling bad about grieving incorrectly. Yeah. So I wrote a whole chapter about, like, why there is no right way to grieve and why the grief psychologists say that. And yeah. when you do a podcast, you sort of accidentally do research. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're like, well, I've accidentally spoken to 200 people about their grief as if I'm, like, a research scientist. And so I kind of tried to collate all the really useful things, like the fact that, you know, so much of what we think is correct grief is Victorian and, like, we can just kind of throw it away. We don't need that anymore. Digital grief, like how people are grieving now when you can have so many memories on your phone, like, and how do you process that? Yeah. And the fact that, yeah, your life grows around it. You're not looking to get over it. So I tried to put anything useful yeah. into oh, it. Brilliant. So it's, like, a very hopefully useful practical and i promise not that bleak that's, that's available now isn't it you are not alone it's out now yes amazing now. oh one thing on that what's the kind of uh when they're kids who've lost people what would be say when a grandparent dies and mm -hmm. you've got a young child yes like, what would your advice be on that? I mean, advice is a weird word, isn't it? Me and Rob get asked to advise. No, no, I know. I love mean. watching Josh trying to ask a serious question. He gets really panicked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm interested, but I'm and also really... And then his hair really... goes big. I'm really... Yeah, my hair's gone big. <laughs> also, how big are the shits your big son does? That's the <laughs> other thing. <laughs> That's the other area. You don't want to know. That's what I'm easier with. You don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. You okay. honestly don't want to know. We basically just look at each other when we go... I don't want to talk yeah. about it. If I'm like, did he do one? Is he all right? And he goes, I don't want to talk about it. Let's just like, move flat. Let's just yeah, move flat. Let's move flat. So when it comes to talking about death with children, um, we talk about this a lot on the show. And the biggest thing is to try and be honest. Now, you don't have to be brutal. Um, yeah. They're dead. Yeah. But try not to say things like, yeah. they've gone to a better place. They're asleep. We just won't see them for a long time. Anything that hides it is really confusing. And kids will 
they'll do two plus yeah. two equals seven, you know? Yeah. So you have to, because if you say they've gone to sleep, they get afraid of sleeping. If you say they've gone away, they're looking for them. Oh. Like there's lots of stuff where children yeah. then say, they take it yeah. literally. So the best thing to say, you know, they've died. That means we won't be able to see them again. And that's really sad. And we're going to really miss them. But we know that they loved us so much and we can still like, yeah. that's what we've got is their love. So you're trying to get them to understand that you won't see someone again. Because I think honestly, pre 10 years old, they really can't conceive what forever yeah. means. You know, if you say, yeah. well, we're going next week, we're going on holiday in two weeks time, like when, when, when? <laughs> so time is really tricky for them. So you're just trying to say like, we won't see them next week. We'll never see them again, but we have all these other memories of them. But it's important to try and say died yeah. or dead. And that's yeah. what death means. And, and to acknowledge it's really sad. We're all very sad. And you may see me being sad and I'm going to cry because I love them too. So to mm. allow like, it's okay to be sad about these things, but any kind of hiding it, a child would just go, oh, it's such a terrible thing, death, that my parent can't even say yeah, the word. Yeah. Therefore I must be scared of it because they're showing me it's so terrifying. They won't even say the yeah. word lesson learned it's terrifying so you're trying to make it look it's not terrifying yeah. it's sad that's what we're actually afraid of is the sadness yeah. not to sort of that's minimize good. that but we had a hamster that died and it's actually quite good practice with a pet <laughs> <laughs> it is great that's why they say have pets isn't the hamster it? Yeah. was really old anyway and we were getting a dog and we thought tell you what my mate wanted a hamster for his daughter i said why don't you take the cage and the hamster and then you've got that because this poor hamster don't need a dog sniffing at it you know all the time yeah. So they said, oh, we need space for the dog. So Hamster Woody's going to go and live with Jack, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously Woody died. So the other day they went, where's Woody? I went, oh, I went, well, we went to Jack's, didn't he? And they went, yeah. And then my head was like, and he's still there? And I was like, no, he's not still there. He's not <laughs> no, going to have this no. hamster that lives for 50 years. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's, um, and I was like, oh, God, I didn't know what that would, and he's, he's dead. Really? He's dead? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> hamsters there, they get old and they only live for a little bit of time and, and they're like, all right, and then they'll sort of run off and obviously it's just a hamster they haven't seen for ages but even with that, my brain was like, how can I protect them? But yeah. actually, you're not protecting them. I know, You've got to just I know. be honest, I think, you know, as hard as it is. Yeah, you've got to be honest. Yeah. And the first time you say it, like the first time, my daughter was like, well, where's your daddy? And I was like, he's, he's dead. When you say it the first time, your mouth, everything in your body's oh. like, don't say it, don't say it. Yeah. And then because yeah. that's what I think is good, like the more you practice it. So obviously she knows yeah. now and we talk about it. And my husband, both his parents are dead. So we say a lot, yeah, yeah. they're not here, they're dead. And she'll go, oh, your dad's dead, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> 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 I'm just watching CBBS. Okay, yes, he is. Just yeah, you never see him. No. Oh, God, okay. God. Do you want um? Do you want a snack? I have to tell you what happened to my husband. He was in the playground, and yeah. some kids are surprised to see a dad. Do you never have this? They're like, "What are you doing here?" So this kid was following him around. He's like, "Why are you here? Why isn't the mummy?" Where'd your kids go to school? Nineteen seventy-three. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> What's going on in North London? <laughs> he always gets it. He said, oh, well, you know, her, her, their mum's at work because I'm here. And the kid was like trying to take this in. All oh, right, okay. And then the kid said to him, well, where's your mummy? And he went, oh, uh, she's dead. And he went, oh, ran off around the playground and went, his mum's dead. His mum's dead. Ben was like, what? Okay. Like, also, how do all children know that's the playground yeah. chant tune? <laughs> like, when do you all get taught this? So yeah, oh, it, wow. it, you do get brutal yeah. moments, but it's true. So I always think like you have this moment of like, yeah. ooh, and then actually it's fine. Yeah. Know, it feels like, ooh, that's a bad thing. Yeah. It's not. But what so. a brilliant thing though, from what obviously was a traumatic time yeah. for you to turn into something that's so positive and that will help people. And yes, there'll be definitely. another 15 year old out there somewhere reading your book going, 
Wow, that's yeah. helpful. Hopefully, that's the plan. Well, you're hoping there's a 15-year-old with a dead dad, Carrie. <laughs> Mate, I, I know that's there is. That's a weird thing wow. to Wow, I'd say a book sale's a book sale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, you know, she needs the help. Also, I'm I'm very happy with the release date of January, the saddest month. Yes. <laughs> well, and then, no, and then they announced Harry had his book out before. When it got leaked, I was so relieved. I thought, oh, that's because it's not going to crush my book so much. Also, a bit of grief on topic. It, totally, absolutely. My God, that kid. Get him on the podcast, Carrie. Who was it? Richard Herring tweeted and was like, oh, who do you think he'll go to, me or Buxton? And I was like, excuse me, if anyone, it should well, be a grief cast. Yeah, like, yeah. That is who Harry needs to talk yeah. to. Yes, please. Anyway, so to be published, why have I put to be published by Bloomsbury? I'm literally reading out. January 19th. It's out. It's out. It's out. It's out. It's out. It's out now. Audiobook. Did you do the audiobook? I did do the audiobook, yeah. And another quick one for our listeners. Is there an episode you'd recommend that maybe talks a bit more like around children or parents and stuff like that that would be helpful? No worries if that's a bit at the top of your head. The episodes are free. She thinks they should buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I would say buy the book. Buy the book. So yeah, you buy the book. Yeah, it's all covered in there. It comes up a lot, actually. Well, normally what I say to people, good, like, gateway episodes are the ones that are very funny. And I have to say, Ramesh did one yeah. just before Christmas. And it is Dead such dad. a funny, lovely episode mm. about his dad. And yeah. I really recommend that one. When people are like, oh, I don't want to listen to it. It's a bit depressing. I'm like start here and you'll see it's yeah. just someone being very honest but Ramesh's episode was, his dad is uh, what a character I know and what is... Ramesh and his brother had to do after his dad oh passed away God. as well is yeah. hilariously yeah. funny Awful. even in yeah. a sad situation <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but yeah there's a couple of episodes yeah. that actually probably is an episode with a grief psychologist called Julia Samuel who is an amazing amazing woman she's written a book called Grief Works and her episodes with her she talks about how to talk about it and stuff like that yeah. so yeah, they're yeah listen good. to that one Romish don't need any help no, no Romish don't need any help it's very funny <laughs> don't need a leg up <laughs> Yeah, I thought I'd give him a little shout out. Yeah, yeah start yeah. now. Just supporting up and coming comics. Yeah, supporting him, yeah. <laughs> oh, we always end with the same question. Oh, yes. Feels like we've only talked about two topics death and big children. That's my life. That is literally my life. That's your life. <laughs> death and big kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the, the final question is um, your husband, big boy number one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's um, the best and worst thing he does parenting wise? What's the one thing that winds you up? about him as a parent but also what's one thing that makes you go oh I'm so happy I had children with him he's amazing oh I should think of the good one second shouldn't I so we end on a positive yeah or we can just end on the truth yeah 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 well the one thing he does that's I think amazing is he's one of those parents who can play with kids for two hours like he will do I'm a dinosaur we're all on dinosaur island and we're running from a volcano Uh, he will play that game for like t- two solid hours. I'll go away and I'll think, yeah. normally I get to the point like I can't do this anymore. Like my brain, yeah. I need a break. He's fully like they're on his back. He's dressed as a dinosaur. Like they've drawn all over his face and he's still absolutely like, rah, rah. Yeah, like no, yeah. yeah. And he's really good for like, like if we go around to other people's houses, he's the adult who's in with the kids with like nine kids and he's like the wizard and chasing them all. And everyone's like, God, thank yeah. God he's doing that. We can have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> I think he needs an outlet, this guy. Get him on stage. Yeah. Get him a gig. <laughs> Get him in ostentatious. Yeah, he's just oh, so... He just really... He's like, well, they're having a nice time. So he's like, oh, I didn't want to stop the game. They were all having such a nice time. No, I'm not that man. I know, I'm not. I'm, I'm I've, not. My, I've done my 20 minutes. Someone else take oh, over. pure. I'm not that man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, he's, right, who he's, wants to watch yeah. a film? Who wants popcorn? Yeah, put the telly on. <laughs> Yeah. I know let's play hide and seek but you all have to hide I'll come find you give me half an hour I'll find you yeah. but yeah but uh, then <laughs> negative is thinking he, well it's just boring isn't it it's just like 
this is bad parenting but good household so when we're like playing i will also tidy up as we go yes, and he I'm just doesn't so that two hours dinosaur play oh the kids are happy and yes. i come in i'm like fuck you know like every cushion's off the sofa and there's pen i'm like <laughs> could you not have just as they were when they started watching telly they would just tidy as we go yep. tidy as we go which makes me obviously the worst person ever <laughs> the anti-fun machine <laughs> the anti-fun machine but that's what a mum's job is isn't it i've discovered that's your role yeah. come on you're the one to go guys this, this is a bad idea don't do that fair enough um, brilliant and thanks Carrie so much that was great good luck with the book and the podcast thanks Thank Carrie you. that was brilliant thanks loves Carrie had Lloyd Josh Widdicombe loved that, that I've really just good. looked at the photo of you boxing <laughs> yeah. Bob it's fucking incredible I can't believe you haven't seen him before. I'll stick it on, my, on the Instagram no. Yeah, that your your uh, oh, is punching below the belt. Actually, he's the thing is big lad and dirty fucker when it comes to fighting. <laughs> you can see my dad's tattoo, my his swallow tattoos yeah. on his arms. Yeah, yeah, he's going below the belt there and clinching. He's holding my head. There's absolutely terrible form there. Yeah, um, your dad, your dad's not refing well because he he's not even getting involved. No, he's just watching, loving it. Lovely sofa as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Timeless. <laughs> Timeless. <laughs> That really transports um, me back, that photo. Um, Carrie well, had That was brilliant. That was so good. That was great. I'll be honest with you, Josh. I've met Carrie a couple of times and she does improv shows about Jane Austen and she's got a podcast about grief. I was so worried. Panicked. I panicked. <laughs> I was like, what's that? <laughs> what, what have we signed up for? But she's brilliant, isn't she? She speaks she's so, so well. Good. So funny. I and um, it's really, that's why I love podcasts. It's always something for someone that will really help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's nice to have it all. Um... And if you are someone suffering from having a big child, then... Uh... <laughs> if you have been to see Josh Widdicombe in concert and you are suffering with grief after watching a terrible death in front of you... I'm glad you used the word concert. I'm pleased with that. Josh um, Widdicombe in concert. In concert. That's what my next tour is going to be called. In Comes concert. out of sax. <laughs> I don't know, I did that strictly with music there by accident. Yeah, nice. um, right, see you on Tuesday, Josh. See you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye.